Welcome to Living Word, growing a family that experiences every promise of God. You're listening to another life-changing word from Pastor Scott Anderson. For more information, visit our website at livingwordonline.com. Give a big hand clap to those that are watching us from uh, online, TV, wherever you're at in this world, podcast, vidcast, comcast. If you're ever in the area, come on in, join us. We'll make you feel right at home. And uh, don't forget about our daily Bible study that me and my brother do Monday through Friday, and then the girls do one on Saturday. It's about 10 minutes of just getting you energized. We've got a scripture for your day. We pray over your day. We're the number one daily Bible study on YouTube. Just go to YouTube, type in daily Bible study, and we'll be the ones that come up. I always like to start off with something kind of fun. This past week, uh, we went on our uh, men's fishing trip, me and my father, and I was able, two of the kids were able to go, some of the other kids weren't. And uh, so I, I want you to kind of share the, the fishing trip with us a little bit as I show you a couple slides. You know, the first slide that I'm going to show you here is, you know, me and my dad went on the fishing trip about 10 years by ourselves, just me and him. And then as the kids got older, and then Jason started going and bringing his kids. Uh, and me and my dad always make this homemade barbecue that uh, comes down a few generations. And, and a big part of it is onions, but my brother doesn't like onions. No matter how much you try to talk him into it, he doesn't like onions. Well, this year he couldn't go with us. And so I took a picture of our barbecue preparation. Throw that up there on the screen. Come on, somebody. That's how you do barbecue right there. That's onions. Throw up the next picture. Where's my TV? Is that coming out? There is the baler. Look at that big old musky baler. Got a big old musky on there. It's got teeth about that long on it. It'll take down a duck. Go to the next picture. He caught, uh, oh, a nice bass. That's a good bass. Next pic. And uh, there's grandpa's musky. Now, hold on on the picture. Now, that's a big old musky that, that my dad got. And then just when you think he can't get anything bigger, right, he pulls this next monster into the boat. There you go. Do you see that thing? <laughs> and then the biggest catch I think my dad's ever caught. Here's the big one right here. Show the big one. The next one. He caught himself. <laughs> he had to go to the hospital. <laughs> So I know, oh, he got himself with that one. And I think there's one more pick. There you go. That's my big bass. There we go. Come on, somebody. We have a good time in church today. Open up your Bibles to Genesis chapter 12. Are they going to bring my TV? I keep saying that. Where's my TV? Genesis chapter 12. And uh, verse 2, we're going to start with there today. We're in the series of abundance, that God has abundance. You were you designed to abound. You were designed to have abundance in your life, not to go through life just getting by, not having enough, off sitting in lack. But God wants you to go into the promised land and experience His best in every area, that you have an abundance of joy, you have abundance of peace, you have an abundance of love, you have an abundance of encouragement. Why is that? Because God wants us to go into the world with all of the abundance we have and to be able to give it, that I have enough joy to give it away, I have enough encouragement, I have love, I have every peace, everywhere that I go, God's goodness is flowing to me, through me, and out of me into the world. That's God's plan. Today we're going to kind of take a, a step in this abundance thing of Having abundance where I don't chase it, but it chases me. That's nice, that I don't have to chase peace, but peace chases me. I don't have to chase encouragement, but it chases me down. As it says in the Bible that God's goodness will run you down and overtake you. That's what I want in life. I don't want to keep searching and running and trying to find love in all the wrong places. I want God's best to come to me in this life. And I'm going to give you a secret, I believe, that I started on this course in 1991 
And I began to live a life, and that's what I told you in the beginning of the series, that abundance just flows into my life. That's what a flow does. I don't have to go find the river, but the river finds me and flows into my world. And it's what I began to do in 1991. And you see the abundance that flows into my life. So Genesis chapter 12, verse 2, hopefully I can see it up there. And I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless you with, somebody say abundant, abundant increase of favors and make your name famous and distinguished and you will be a blessing. Remember that was what we talked about in the beginning of the series, that I'm blessed to be a blessing, dispensing good to others. And I will bless those who bless you, who confer prosperity or happiness upon you and curse him who curses you. In you, all the families and kindred of the earth shall be Bless. Do you know this is the covenant that God had with Abraham? And in Galatians chapter 3, it talks about that when we get saved, it's the same covenant that you and I have. It's the covenant of favor. And favor is that thing that just seems to attract the abundance into my life. It just seems to flow. It's something that's been going on in my life for so long, uh, since 1991. But you know, you notice here for Abraham, God didn't say, okay, if you live perfectly, then these things will happen. If you do everything just right, if you discover your purpose and destiny, and be careful because it's easy to miss. And if you miss it, you won't get any of this. No, no, no. The way to get this favor is simply to believe. That I just believe I have that faith, right? Not fear. I don't walk by fear, but I walk by that faith, and it seems to just attract it. It seems to just bring it into my world. You know, when before at 1991, when I was looking for my wife, I was searching in all the places of the world. I was at all the parties. I was at the devil house. Anybody remember the devil house? Come on, somebody. Anybody do the, right? Come on, Scotty got the boogie on Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night. Every single weekend, 50 weeks out of the year, Scotty was doing the boogie. I was looking, and I didn't find any love down at the devil house. Who would have guessed? But all of a sudden, I changed, and I began to do what you can start doing today if you're not experiencing that abundance. And immediately, four days later, I go to church, and there was Holly singing up on the stage. Isn't it amazing that God brought the love of my life to me? I didn't have to go looking for her. Then you think about my purpose and my destiny. I didn't go searching and have to read all the books and, and wonder where I'm going to find it. You know, if you talk to me in my 20s and early 30s, what are you going to do? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just going to be great where I'm at. And wouldn't you know, as I was just being great where I'm at, it dropped right into my lap. It came right to me. Every book that I got out there, there was a time when I was trying to make it successful, but then I put it in God's hands, and God brought success into my life through that. Big, I wanted to be a speaker and speak all over the world in some of the big churches. I couldn't make my own way, but when I put my faith and allowed God's abundance to flow to me, all of a sudden, I began to speak in some of the biggest churches in the world. They were contacting me. I never contacted them. Then with the business, I didn't look for a toy company, but the toy dropped in my lap. I didn't, definitely didn't look for a knife company in any way, shape, or form. Did I ever think I'd have one? We were starting a marketing company, and then my partner brings, and he's like, these are cool knives. I'm like, those are cool. And wouldn't you see that God brought his favor and abundance into my life? And I want for everybody here at Living Word Bible Church, all those that are watching, I want your life to be a life where you don't chase the goodness of God, but God's goodness chases you. Anybody out there want that in their life? Come on, it just chases you down. Love is chasing you down. Prosperity is chasing you down. You live a life of these things chasing you down. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I have a, this story is a two-part story. 
The first part of the story, we're in San Diego, and we were, we were it was almost sunset. We're driving to hell, or, I mean, family pictures. And so, uh, isn't that really, don't you think that hell is just an eternity opposing? That's all that it is. You never get it done. So we're on our way to family pictures, and I hate being late, but the series got me off course, and San Diego traffic has got us all messed up, and uh, we're trying to, finally, I think that I know where we're going. We're real close to it, and uh, we're pulling up, and we're pulling up to a stop sign. And as I pull up to the stop sign, I notice that there's a, a woman, middle-aged woman, that she's walking, right? And she's all beachwear. It looks like she's been at the beach. And she's about to, and I do the math, right? I, I want to do the right thing. I'm doing the math that if I speed up just a little bit, and if I blow through the stop sign, because I got to turn right, I won't have to stop to let her go because I'll get there before she does, right? And so I did the math, and so I sped up a little bit. But she did the math also, I believe. And so she began to do a brisk walk. And so as I was approaching the stop sign, I had a decision to make. What am I going to do here? Am I going to stop and then I have to wait for her to go all the way across? Or I believe if I blow through it, the stop sign, and I'm already breaking some commandments of the Bible, so why not break a law of the world? It doesn't matter. I'm just right, two rights, two wrongs make a right. So anyway, so now you understand she is probably this, like I'm not going to run her over. She's about this far from the crosswalk is what it is. So if I go through it, right, she, at best she's going to have to pause and then she can go. That's all that it is. It's a little inconvenience, but world is about me. And so <laughs> I, I do, I go through the stop sign and what does she do is she takes her beach bag and she hits my vehicle with her beach bag. I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know what you're doing. You hit my car, and here I am. I'm late. Like, I don't have time to turn around and run you over, and so I got to keep going. <laughs> and so we go down. Now I'm going to fast forward because this is kind of a little bit of a sowing and reaping. And so a week later, I, uh, I, go to this, I go to the store down there in San Diego. You know, the thing about San Diego is there's no parking. And so if you get into a store parking lot that, that you're looking for parking, it's like a unicorn to find parking. But as I pulled in, I said, God, your favor is on me. You always find me a parking spot. And wouldn't you know, right down the lane that I love, right out the doors, three in, somebody backs out, I get right in there. God is so good. And I go into the store, I get all my stuff, I got my shopping cart as I'm coming outside. And as I come out the doors, I look over, and here's the crosswalk, and I look over, and here comes a big old Dodge 4x4 truck coming. And so once again, I do the math. And the math goes, oh yeah, if I hurry up just a little bit, he's going to have to stop, and I'm going to be able to go through the, the crosswalks. As I sped up, he also sped up, but then I am so like stubborn, and so I sped up, right? And so as I almost stepped in, I stepped right into the crosswalk, he lays on the horn, he has to swerve a little bit, he speeds up, I have to maneuver my cart so he does not hit my cart, and he blows through the crosswalk. I'm angry, right? As I'm walking to my spot, I'm very angry. And now I'm playing in my mind what I should have. I should have pushed the cart out in front of him, right? And then he would have hit the cart, right? And it blown and he'd have got out the vehicle. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, what are you doing? And then, right? And he's like, hey, I should have ran you over. I'm like, I should have ran your mom over. And it was a horrible mom joke, but that's all I had in my mind at the time. I was so angry with this. And so I'm talking to myself as I got to my car. And then I was like, oh, God bless me. So I'm looking up. I got a good blessing. And so I opened the thing up. And then all of a sudden, he went down that lane. And he came back. And he stopped, put his blinker on, because he wanted my blessing. <laughs> the Lord shall deliver your enemies. 
a joy. Do you know, is there anything more powerful than when somebody's waiting for your par- parking spot? Is there any more power in the world? I felt like the genie, all cosmic power, little bitty body. Like I had everything that I needed. Like I was so, I am in charge of how convenient or inconvenient your life is going to be. And I couldn't stop smiling. I had the biggest smile. I had the joy I'm talking about. It was overflowing. It was just a big smile. As I, and I'm not taking bags and putting them in a the car now. I'm taking stuff out of the bag and I put them in the car. Right? And as I'm taking my time, right, put it in there. And then, right, I, I get it all loaded up. I close it down. I got to take the cart back. And then I felt like I heard God say, you know, what a great story this would make for the church. Right? It was a story that you forgave the guy, that you, you, your enemy who did you wrong, that you, you, you went ahead and you blessed your enemy. They served you wrong. You served them upright. And as I put the cart away, I said, you know what? You're right, God. I said, but you know what? I think it's a better story if I don't give him the parking spot. So I started walking toward the store. He got mad and blew by me. I immediately turned around, ran into my car, pulled out in the car behind, pulled the spot. And I'm going to tell you this, if doing wrong feels that right, I understand it now. I don't know. I felt so good. Come on, somebody in this house. It wasn't right, but it was a great story. Amen. God brings to me everything that I need in my life, and this is what I want for you. Whatever it is, God brings it to your doorstep. Write down number one. Number one is speak it. Number one is speak it. Faith comes by hearing. It's all about faith. The more I speak it, the more I hear it. I don't speak my reality. I don't speak what I got, but I live a life of speaking what I want. Jesus said that if you have a mountain or a big problem in your life, he never said describe the mountain, right? Talk about the mountain. Tell everybody about the mountain. Oh, I'm so tired. Oh, I'm so sick. Oh, nothing ever goes my way. I don't know if I'll ever be successful. I'll never meet the right person. I don't know if things will ever change or turn. It's just going to be another one of those days. How are you doing? I'm just getting by. He didn't say describe it. He said, tell the mountain to be cast in the sea. I tell the mountain to get out the way. I don't talk about it. I don't describe it, but I tell the mountain where to go. And some of us out there, we got some mountain-sized problems in our life, and it's time we stop describing it to everybody around us. Come on. But we begin to tell the mountain, get out my way. Dodge truck, you best get out my way. I'm going somewhere. I'm doing something in life. This is what Jesus said. Now watch this here in uh, Matthew 6, 31. Anybody see my TV? (laughs) So Jesus was talking in the beginning about this. He's like, hey, y'all, y'all stressed out about stuff. He says, God, if he takes care of the birds and the lilies, how much more will he take care of you? Then he says, so do not worry saying. Somebody say saying. The key part of there was saying. He says, don't worry, but don't be saying about your problems. Don't be describing what you don't have, what you're not going to have, what's not going to work out in your life. I I was thinking about the example when, uh, you know, if you've ever taken small kids on the way from Arizona to Disneyland, and I remember when Lakin was about five, and I think Heath was about three or four, we're on our way. And what does the kids right away, how long can we get there? You're like, it's going to be about six hours, son. And so right away, he's like looking out the window. He goes, well, this doesn't look like Disneyland. And I'm like, well, no, I know it's a long ways. 
And then, you, you know, you get on the freeway. He's like, Dad, I don't think you're going the right way. It doesn't look like Disneyland. I'm like, yeah, we're, gonna, we're, we're on our way to Disneyland. Trust me, son. Then you get to courtside. He's like, Dad, this is not Disneyland. I go, you're right, but we're on our way, right? You pass the, the silly little turbine things and windmills out in the desert. Well, this doesn't look, do you know that we were one minute? I'm like, he's like, how far? I'm like, one minute away, son. He's like, Dad, this, do you know when you're one minute away from Disneyland, it doesn't look like Disneyland at all. There isn't even a sign. There's not a Goofy. There's not a Mickey. There's not a ride. You see nothing at all that looks like Disneyland. But here's the thing. James talks about this. He says, your mouth is a rudder that steers your life. It's steering it. And oftentimes in life, we could be one minute away from God's abundance and blessing in our life, but everything doesn't look like it. But if I turn my life around, if I go the wrong direction, what do I do? I keep turning that car towards Disneyland. No matter what I see, no matter what's going on around me, I keep turning it until I arrive to Disneyland. The same thing with your words. No matter what you see, no matter what's around you, don't turn your car around. Keep driving your life right to God's best. It means I keep speaking not where I'm at, but where I'm going. This is going to be a great day. I'm going to be blessed. I'm going to be prospered. But so many people, because it doesn't look like it. Well, I'm, Pastor, I just ain't got no energy. I'm always tired. You know, I just, my, my body is so sick. My, my back and, and my head and this is wrong. And Pastor, my depression. My depression's going on, right? I got all, I'm so stressed out. I'm so full of anxiety. I'm so full of, of fear and so, so worry. Oh my gosh, all these things you're telling everybody around you. And this is so bad. I don't know if I ever find a man. I don't know if there's a good man out in this world. I don't know if they ever come my way. I guess I just got bad luck. I just, things just never go my way. I'll never get a promotion. I'll never get out of debt, you know, and my kids, man, the kids are just so much trouble and they never listen and my family and my marriage is the worst ever. And do you see where you're steering your life? Your rudder is taking you in the opposite direction of God's abundance and blessing. Well, my body, come on, some of you ladies, you get in the mirror and you just look at it and you're like, oh my God. And that just keeps shaking for a hat. Like you're just, oh my God. This is, look at this, and I don't know, it never looked right, and look at it, and the guys are like, look at the hair, it's receding, which you know what, I look at, mine's maybe receding, but I think that's better than ascending. Come on, somebody out there, I don't, nobody'd like that if your hair was ascending down. <laughs> and so what do we do? Well, pastor, it doesn't look like it, but you don't realize you could be one minute away from Disneyland. And you're turning the car in the other direction instead of saying, I'm steering my life right to God's best. This is a great day. I'm going to have a blessed day. I'm getting out of debt. Oh, God's bringing that person into my life. I am full of peace. I am so happy. Man, God's joy is flooding my soul. It's just like David would do. David said, surely your goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. He's surrounded by the enemy. The whole Israel are trying to kill him. And what is he saying? He's not saying where he's at. He's talking about the Disneyland that he is headed to. Wherever I go, I speak good. How's your day? My day's amazing. What's going on in your life? Life is going great. It doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter the circumstance. It doesn't matter if I'm courtside. I'm going 
to Disneyland, and I will not allow my life to go any other direction. That my body, this body is healthy and whole. This body, I tell my body, you're a machine. Things don't get you. You are an absolute machine. You're amazing, right? You don't get tired. You don't, you're not weary. You're just able to run the race because the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is the fuel that is in this body that drives it throughout the day. You can't limit my day. Holly will look over me, and I'll be looking in the mirror, and I'm like, you are just too handsome. I'm like, oh my gosh. God, why would you make me that handsome? It's not even right to make me that handsome. Like, and I look at Holly, I'm like, you know, this is a cross I bear. To be the, the object of every woman's desire and walk down the street, this is not fair to me, but I'll walk my, this is what you gave me, God, and I'll walk in this amazing thing. Five foot four, I am so lucky. You made me the perfect height. This is incredible. I never have to duck. I never bump my head. Oh my gosh, God. Oh, Lord. I'm too handsome. See, what do you speak in the mirror? What do you say, right? I encourage you just to say how the amazing things. It's your playlist that you play. You know that there's, you set a playlist of what music you want to set in your house, in your Lex or whatever, in your car. You know, I like to set a playlist of my mind that gets my day going. I got a problem. My mind goes, oh, let me go ahead and put this on, that I can overcome anything with the help of God. I can do all things through Christ Jesus. See, that's my playlist. I start to feel a little sick. I'm like, oh, wait, this body is healthy and whole. By his stripes, it has been healed. This body is energized. This body's an overcomer. I have got the mind of Christ. I'm not limited. I'm full of confidence. I'm full of faith. God's blessings chase me down. Woo, God, I'm excited about my day. I don't know what's coming my way, but I know that it's good. This is what comes out of me every second of every month. This is what plays in the black background. See, what's going to play in your background is what you set your playlist is. Begin to stop speaking what you got. Start talking to your mountain. Tell your body, we're going to Disneyland. I don't care what it looks like. This is where we're headed. And as you begin to do that, things begin to change. We got our parenting conference coming up. And one of the great things for those of you suffering from parenting right now, one of the things that you have to realize is that you first speak it into your children, then it becomes their playlist. What you say to them becomes the recording that they begin to say about themselves. And how important is it that we point to our children, we put it in their GPS, how to get to Disneyland, right? Well, he's just, you know, he's so much trouble. He's a handful. Well, right away, he begins to go, oh, I didn't know that. I'm a handful. I'm trouble, right? This becomes a part of their playlist. He's just stubborn. Well, she's not very good at math. She's shy. You know, she's just shy around people. She's like, I didn't know I was shy. And all of a sudden, it becomes their playlist. You're setting a destination for your kids. I encourage us. And you know what's great about being a parent? Because I don't want you to feel condemnation. Go, man, I've been saying those wrong things. You know that you can reset the playlist starting today. I don't care how old your kids are. You can already begin to reset it. You can already say, oh, she is bold. Oh, he's so good at school. He's so smart and intelligent. In the back of your mind, you're like, I don't know. But you keep saying it. Oh, what great, I got great kids. You guys obey. You are so good. You honor your parents. You clean your room. I am so blessed to have such a great family. In the second grade, we met with one of my kids' teachers, and she goes, I, he's just horrible at math, absolutely horrible at math. Never, never, I, it was so like, you're like, okay. Well, me and Holly left on the way home. She said, she's like, well, that's not what we're going to say. We're going to say something different. 
So we just kept saying over him, you love math. You're so good at math. He'd do a problem, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I'd be like, man, you are so creative with your math. Your math just comes natural to you. You got, uh, like, that answer, that's great. But, man, you were just so, and we began to just speak life. And wouldn't you know, by the time he got into junior high, what's your favorite subject? I love math. What was he excelling in? He was excelling in math. I don't have to take the destination that the world says over my children. I set their destination according to God's word. And God's word says he's got the mind of Christ. God's word says I'll help him in areas that he can't. Where he is weak, I'll become your strength. I set his destination. Close with this last story. We go back to uh, fishing every year, last 25 years, me and my dad. And uh, it's in the backwoods of Wisconsin. And, uh, you know, in the backwoods population, maybe 400 at best, real small, real out there. You know, you don't fear the bear, right? That's not the main predator. It's not, it's not the, the wolves that are out there, the pack of wolves. The main predator out here is the mosquito. The mosquito is, and you, I, most people, I don't think you've ever, you've like, oh, I've seen mosquitoes. No, you haven't, you haven't had the backwoods of Wisconsin mosquitoes, where, and this is true, where I could go like this outside, and I can go, oh, there's five in there, and I can go like this, and I go, there's seven. Like, it, it's so, if you breathe in, you'll breathe in a mouthful of mosquitoes if you take a deep breath. They're so thick. My dad, as we were going out for the first time, he just said, he's like, oh, you know, my blood, they don't like my blood. Mosquitoes don't touch me. They don't want me at all. And we get out there, and guess what? They like the Scotty blood. There's no, right? They love that Scotty. We got out, and, and I looked like Pigpen. You know when he had that cloud of dust? It was just mosquitoes around me, just biting me. And my dad was over there, not a single mosquito touching him. And this went on for nearly a decade. I had to deet. I had to do everything, right? And then I did a, a teaching on speaking it, and I decided that year afterwards that I was just going to speak what my dad, because I said to myself, I've got the same blood as my father has. The same blood he has is what I got running through my veins. And so I began to say, mosquitoes don't bother me. They don't like my blood. They don't have anything to do with me. They don't. And so we went out there that, that year. It was the first year that Lakin went out with me. And I said it to my kids. I've been saying it for a while to him. And sure enough, we get out there and the mosquitoes ate him up. But they didn't touch me. I walk around and this past Thursday night, we were outside at night. And a little fire going. And that's when the mosquitoes are angry, right? And uh, Baylor was kind of, he got to the point, he goes, all right, 10 more bites that I'm going in. He goes, all right, nine, eight, seven, six, five. He was just counting about as fast as you could count. They were biting him. And there I was, me and my dad, not a single mosquito on either one of us, right? Because the mosquitoes don't touch me. It's what I've been speaking. And here's the thing I want you to realize with that example, that my father's blood is the same blood that I have running through me. Jesus' blood died, now my blood. And the things that maybe bug and get up on everybody else in their world doesn't get on me. I don't deal with depression because of the blood of Jesus Christ that flows through me. I don't deal with anxiety. I'm sorry, fear. You just start saying what I said about that. Fear, I'm sorry. You don't even want to be around me. Poverty, you don't even want to be on my life. Anxiety, stress, right? Anger, those things are not a part of my world because I've got the blood of Jesus Christ running through my body. The only thing that's attracted me is God's love, God's joy, God's prosperity, His peace, His abundance, His goodness, His mercy shall follow me all the days of my life.
Raises, just follow me. Ideas, just grab a hold of me wherever I go. And I encourage you to remind yourself as you leave today, my Father's blood, my Father's blood goes through me and start speaking, not where you're at, but where you're going. And you'll find your life will just go right there. Get up in the morning and say, oh, this is going to be a great day. Woo, prosperity is going to run me down today. I'm so happy. I'm so, I'm full of energy. I've got so much energy today. Oh, this body's amazing. You look in the mirror, you're like, I might be too handsome. I am. I'm dang handsome. Thank you, God, for making me this handsome and this good looking. My Lord, I think it's too good looking. And you begin to speak it. And then your life will end up at that destination. Thank you so much for watching today. We want to make sure that we secure your eternity. Eternity is a simple choice. It simply means I believe in Jesus Christ, that he died and raised from the dead. It doesn't matter. You, you may think, well, I'm not good enough and I haven't lived my life right. Jesus died for all of your sins. So simply say this prayer with us. Dearly Father, I ask you right now, come into my heart, be my Lord and my Savior. I believe that I am saved. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for all my sins and was raised from the dead. In Jesus' name, amen. Be blessed. We'll see you next time.